This is a sheer only kutisichais. Chelek Tesvav, fifteenth Chelek of Kutisichas, the Sicha of Chafmar Cheshvan. Maim Razal, and there's an asterisk by Chafmar Cheshvan. It tells us, if you look below, it says it's the Yemu Ledes, it's the day of birth of the Rabbi Rashab, who was born on the 20th of Mar Cheshvan in the year Tafresh Chaf Aleph. And so at the end of this sicha, there's a chidush that answers, um, that answers some of the fundamental questions that Rebbe poses in the sicha. And the chidush is coming from the teachings of the Rebbe Rashab. Perhaps that's one connection with Dafka, this topic for this date. But perhaps the more obvious one is the, uh, this asterisk here, where the Rebbe then says, See in the Rishima of the Friedrich Rebbe from Chaf Cheshvan, Tavshin Hei, 1945, where he relates, Friedrich Rebbe is saying that in my dream, I saw my father, the Rebbe Rashab, on Chaf Cheshvan, and he said that during this 24-hour period of Chaf Cheshvan, when I will, would have been 84 years old, in other words, 84 years from the time I Neshama descended to the world, so by order of the Rabbeim, each one of the Rabbeim is going to say a drush, going to say a mimer on the pasuk, on a pasuk in the 84th capital, which I'm entering to this year. Again, this is after the Rebbe Rashab passed away. <coughs> <coughs> from this, says the Friedrich Rebbe, is clear, or perhaps from this, uh, from this Rebbe says, from the Friedrich Rebbe's words, this becomes clear that the alias of the birthdays continue also after the histalkus, after the passing. <coughs> perhaps this is also, perhaps this is, perhaps this is a more obvious reason why this topic of the Sicha is going to be about ascent in Gan Eden. That seems to be the, the obvious connection. But I'm pointing out that at the end of the Sicha, the last paragraph of the Sicha, there's something of a noteworthy Chidush, which is from the Rebbe Rashab's teachings, which we'll get to. <coughs> in the Maimir Chazal, so Aleph. In the saying of Chazal at the end of Mesech de Baruchas, and similarly, there's a similar ending in the end of Mesech de Meid Cotton. It says, Talmidei Chachomim, Ein Lohem Menucha. Talmidei Chachomim, students of Torah, they don't have any rest, not in this world and not in the next world, etc. And there's verses brought to support that. <clears throat> the other Girsi is not Talmidei Chachomim, but based, the second Girsi is Tzadikim. There's an alternate girsa that says, Tzadikim, the righteous don't have any rest, not in this world, not in the next world. And this girsa, Tzadikim, says that is brought in several places. So what's the difference between saying that Talmidei Chachamim don't have, scholars of Torah don't have an, an aliyah, or saying Tzadikim? Yeshlem, we could say that the difference between the Lashon of these two girsois actually expresses a difference in the content of what this Maimah Chazal means. According to the girsa, it says, Talmidei Chachamim, scholars don't have a menucha, don't have rest. So this saying of Chazal is telling us about a particular advantage and virtue that's on there only in learning of Torah. That's their main occupation is learning Torah. As we're going to flesh out and spell out why Dafka Torah would lead you to having non-ending ascents in Gan Eden. However, according to the Gersa that says that it also applies to Tzadikim, not about Tamid Chachamim, it's not about Tzadikim. So that would be talking about not specially the unique quality of learning Torah, that it's Torah that causes the constant ascent, but rather this would be talking about generally a good person, because Tzadik means somebody who does mitzvahs. 
That would also mean that those that do, that excel in mitzvahs, they're they're people that do good deeds, even if they're not Tamid Chachamim, they're also included in this statement that they never have any rest, they're always going upwards, even in Gan Eden. So we have to understand, what's the difference between the two? Why is one saying that it's unique to Torah? The other, Girsa, is that it's also applicable to mitzvahs. The Rebbe has a fascinating Ha'ada here. Ha'ada 5, it says, Tzadikim are not necessarily Tamid Chachamim. In other words, the word Tzadik, we know in the Tanya the word Tzadik means somebody who's the absolute top, top, and he never even wastes a moment from studying Torah. But put that aside, we know that also Tzadik includes people that are generally doing mitzvahs, even if they're not scholarly in Torah or, 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 or engaged in learning Torah all the time. At least the word Tzadik cannot exclude that. Right? And the Rebbe says, look in the... In the in the Pedic of Kol Yisrael Shem Mahaba, it says every year has a Chelik as it says people all tzaddikim, and then when it excludes except for which people don't, it excludes really renegades people that don't believe in Hashem, they don't believe in it's amazing. In other words, anybody that's not in the in the class that's mamish uh, excluded because of extreme negativity is called people all tzaddikim. Obviously, they're not talking about people that are occupied in Torah study all the time. But generally, they're doing good deeds. So it tells us that by doing mitzvahs, you also have this constant ascent in Gan Eden. So is it got to do with Torah particularly, or is it also mitzvahs? That's the two girsois. What's at the crux of the matter? So it continues, the Rebbe explains, what Chazal tell us, that scholars don't have any rest. I'll explain this in his sefer called Likute Hashas. And I'll read and paraphrase. In the world after death, the Tamid Chachamim are still occupying themselves in learning Torah. And therefore, they're going up from level to level, and from one level of Yeshiva to another level of Yeshiva. The same way Hashem has no end is Torah. Hashem is one with his Torah. Torah also has no end. So for this, it's understood that this is something specially about Tamidi Chachamim, about Torah scholars. Because Dafka Torah is something that has no end. To use the language, as the Rebbe in brackets, of Gavra and Chefza, there's the person, the obligation on the person, and then there's the objective, the object of the obligation. The object of Torah study is something that has no end. And therefore, if somebody's engaged in Torah study and he continues to do that in Gan Eden, there's no end to it. There's always continual ascents. And also, so therefore, not just the object of Torah is something without end, the person, therefore, his mitzvah of Talmud Torah will also be unending. Right? And he'll continue to have an ascent. However, mitzvahs, even though they are instructions from Hashem, Hashem is infinite. However, the mitzvahs are given in a finite way. In their chefzah, the object of the mitzvah, there's limitations. On the contrary, it needs to be with certain limitations. First of all, there's the actual limitation that you're not allowed to add to the number of mitzvahs. And there's also, you're not allowed to add to the content of one particular mitzvah. So let's see, there's 613 mitzvahs, you can't add a 614th. There's also, you can't add, there's four portions in the tefillin, you can't add a fifth. So generally, you can't add the mitzvahs, and individually, teach mitzvah, they have to be with a certain, Rabbi picks up, uh, speaks about this a little bit more in the Ha'ara 8, the, the mitzvahs in general can't be added to, and the mitzvahs, each mitzvah in particular, can't be added to. This is not the case in Talmud Teda. Talmud Teda, there needs to constantly be ascent. 
It says in Hilchas Amater that a person has to constantly um, has an obligation even to be machadish, to say something new, to cre- be creative in Torah. Because Torah has no end. Constantly be progressing in Torah. In mitzvah, it's not like that. Every mitzvah has its limitation. It's fill in four parshas. And there's a limitation. How many mitzvahs there are? Can add to that. So therefore, also in the gavra, therefore it makes sense to say that also in the persona, the person who's fulfilling mitzvahs, there's also limitation. In the end, he finishes. He, there's, there's an end. It's not endless like Torah. So in other words, it would seem that these two concepts, is it Tamid Chachamim that have no end in their ascent, or is it also Tzadikim? It would seem that Menucha and not Menucha would be related to Gvul or not Gvul. And therefore, it would make sense to say that Tamid Chachamim would make sense, that's Beligvul, Teres Beligvul, they should have continual ascent. Tzadikim not. So how is there a Girs of Tzadikim? We're going to flesh out the question still more. Gimel. According to, uh, in this same way, there's also a difference between Teira and Mitzvahs in the obligation on the person, on the Gavra. Why? As we see, the obligation of Talmud Teira doesn't have any limitations. As Ramam says, every, every Jew is obligated in Talmud Teira, whether he's poor, whether he's rich, whether he's healthy, whether he's suffering from health problems. And also, in terms of time, person is obligated, it's a constant obligation to study Teira. By Mitzvahs, it's not the case. Every Mitzvah has its limitation particular space, a particular time. So mitzvahs and, and, and Torah seem to be gvul and not gvul. If so, says the Rebbe Dalet, now we have a question, how can we understand the Girsa that says that tzaddikim don't have any rest? That means, tzaddikim means even people that don't have Torah, but they have good deeds, they have mitzvahs. How could you say that the limited scope of the Avedah of mitzvahs, which has its limitations, can lead to an Eilam and to an unlimited series of ascents which is connected to believable, to infinite, to infinity, to no limitation. But the mitzvahs have a limitation. So we have to say that also in mitzvahs there's a concept and, a, and, a, and the advantage of believable, of unlimitedness. That's why there's also room for the gears that Sadiqim Hey, so it would seem that there's a way to explain it as follows. <clears throat> there's a din. You cancel Torah study in, in the presence of a mitzvah that can't be done by others. So in other words, if a mitzvah that comes to you and you're the only guy that can go and plead the case before somebody, uh, before the captor, to get the captives out of prison, for example, you got to go and do it, even though you're studying. So that forces us to say that mitzvahs also have an aspect of unlimitedness because here's, here, here's why we have to say that. If mitzvahs are only in a limited fashion, they don't have access, they're not in a, a, a representation of Hashem's unlimitedness, so how can they push away Talmud Torah where there you're engaging with Hashem in, in His believable way? So actually that's not really a, a proof why that mitzvahs also have the believable aspect because the fact that you push aside Torah study for a mitzvah is not, the, is not really because of the advantage of the mitzvah. Not because of the added, because of the high level of mitzvahs. It's because with, if you're not going to fulfill the mitzvah, the learning of Torah is also wanting, is also lacking, as we're about to explain. Listen to this. Vav. Here the Alter Rebbe, go, Rebbe goes into a dik, the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. The Alter Rebbe says 
when in Hilchas Talmud Torah, the Alter Rebbe explains what's the reason for this din, that Yafsik Talmud of Yasa Mitzvah, if you come, if you're studying and then you encounter a mitzvah that can only be done by you, interrupt your study, do the mitzvahs. So the Alter Rebbe says two things. First of all, Kisek Adam, that is the purpose of man. as our sages, Omer Chacham, our sages said, Tachlis Chachma, the purpose, the full realization of wisdom is Tshuva Maisim Tevim, is return to Hashem and good deeds. And the flip side of that is, if you didn't do that, it means your learning was not in order to do. And better, you would never have been born. That's the continuation. It doesn't quote that part. So, one second. The Alter Rebbe here said two things. Since the Alter Rebbe didn't he said, interrupt your study, do the mitzvah. And he said, because that's what man is about, to do mitzvahs. And as he says in Tanya, um, the whole purpose of creation is what? To make a din b'tachtainim. So, how are you not going to interrupt? You're studying Torah, and now comes your calling in life to do a mitzvah. How are you not going to interrupt to do the mitzvah? But the Rebbe doesn't suffice with that, because that's not enough. If the mitzvah is existentially... Gvul, as the Rebbe says in R14, it can't put us, push you aside to do something infinite. So th- that's not enough yet for the mitzvah to push aside Torah, just because the, your purpose in world is to make it dirbet There has to be, there has to be something in Torah that forces you to do it. So the Alter Rebbe adds, if you don't do the mitzvah, not just you haven't fulfilled your your, your obligation in dirbet achteri, we can dwell Hashem down here, but it turns out that your learning was not proper. Nimsa shalom It turns out that you learned not in order to do. The say says the Rebbe, without fulfilling the mitzvah, the limit of teira is not the way it's supposed to be. So you're saying I'm, I can't interrupt my teira. My teira is infinite. I'm connected to the one Hashem and His teira. One. I'm connected to Him. Says the Rebbe. No. Says the Alter Rebbe. No. <laughs> the teira is hinged upon the fact that, sh- that you're a guy who's going to fulfill what it says. Otherwise, the Torah is also not a proper Torah. So it's mashma from this, says the Alter Rebbe. says the Rebbe. The Rebbe's medai from this. That the reason, the reason that this is the whole purpse of man, to make a deal with Achtarim, that's not enough to say that mitzvah should push away Talmud Torah. Because Taka, even though that's Kala Adam, that's what man is all about. However... The, the, the rational person will still pull out two sides of the argument. He'll say, Torah can't be pushed aside before a mitzvah. The mitzvah is limited, Torah is unlimited. That's what Al Rebbe adds and says, Torah itself, you're hooked onto the unlimited Torah. You're saying, I can't leave the Torah, it's unlimited. Listen to what the Torah is saying. They're saying, if you don't go do the mitzvah, that means that your learning was not in order to fulfill. That means your learning wasn't proper means you didn't truly connect to the infinity of the Torah. You didn't hear the Hashem in the Torah. In other words, says the Rebbe, says that the fulfillment of mitzvahs, which this is what man is all about. And when we say that means even the person in his intellectual faculties, the tachlis, in other words, the completion, the full realization of chachmah, of wisdom, of Torah, is when it leads to teshuva, ma'asim tevim, to return and good deeds. So, turns out, the key of the fulfillment of mitzvahs is the sum total, it's the fulfillment and the completion of Chachmah. In other words, Torah can only be fully realized 
if it leads, if it doesn't get broken down before it comes to action. And if you don't do so, so that it's, it shows that your learning was defunct, was, was dysfunctional. Because it was, didn't lead to deed. In other words, what the Alter Rebbe is telling us, the way the Rebbe is learning this piece of the Alter Rebbe is that mitzvahs push aside Torah because Torah itself requires you to not push off a mitzvah in order that the Torah learning was the way it's supposed to be. So it's a, a, it's a together in Torah, so to speak. But still in all Zion says that ever, what's, what's the beer? Because in the end of the day, we're pushing aside Torah, which is bleakvul, for mitzvahs which are gvul. So how does that taka work? So the Rebbe says the explanation behind it is really that mitzvahs also have two in yodim. As we see in the Birch mitzvahs, that there's something that's unanimous in all the mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah, every mitzvah we say, Asher, thank you, Hashem, Asher, Kiddushalim, so who made us holy in his mitzvahs. I just a little anecdote here. <laughs> when I teach about mitzvah boys and so on, the mid the brachas, I tell them it's very good to invest in learning very, very well this first part of the bracha, the first template of a bracha, because you're going to be using it in every mitzvah. Yeah, because that's unanimous in every mitzvah. It's Hashem's commandment. And then we have the individual aspect of the mitzvah. So, similarly, says the Rebbe, and you'll notice here the Rebbe does lifo, last in, first out. We just spoke about individual mitzvah. Now the Rebbe says, um, similarly, in the individual mitzvah, each mitzvah has its characteristics, in which each mitzvah is different than the other mitzvahs. And in that aspect, each mitzvah has its limitations. This mitzvah is five, four parshas of tefillin. This mitzvah is esrig. Each mitzvah has its limitations. But then, base, there's the unifying factor in every mitzvah, the common denominator, the, the, the one thread that goes through all mitzvahs is that it's Hashem's commandment. And that's an infinite aspect. That doesn't matter the manifestation of how it comes down and which particular details. Look at the nuclear content of every mitzvah, so it's Hashem's will. In other words, the different details that are there in every mitzvah, which through that, one mitzvah is, differs than another mitzvah, that expresses the limitation of mitzvahs. However, the general aspect of mitzvahs, that in every mitzvah there's the Ratz and Hashem, and in every mitzvah, there are commandments from Hashem. In other words, the, the, the supernal desire of Hashem that you do X, Y, or Z, that that Hashem's will is equal in all mitzvahs. Because the, the desire of Hashem to have mitzvahs is higher than all of the limitations and all of the divisions in the, particular, in the particular particularities of the mitzvah. As a Chazal tell us, for that reason, don't sit and measure the mitzvahs of Torah. Which one is lighter? Which one is more stringent? In other words, that tells us that there is lighter and more stringent. You can know from the reward, you can know from... There is some kind of a hierarchy, but don't take a look at that. Why? Because mitzad, the, the inner content of every mitzvah, it's the Ratzin of Hashem. And mitzad that, they're all bleakful. So... Don't start saying this is more important, less important, because there's something in a mitzvah which is unanimous. They're all the will of Hashem. And more, more than that, we know that there's a rule, if you're busy with one mitzvah, you're potter from engaging in another mitzvah that comes your way. Why? Maybe the next mitzvah is more important. No, because actually each mitzvah is incorporated of the others. 
In other words, they're all the will of Hashem. So you're doing, you say, hello, can you do a mitzvah? Say, what's a mitzvah? The will of Hashem. Oh, right now I'm involved with doing the will of Hashem. Why am I going to leave this will to the other will? They're really, they converge all together in a sense. They're all incorporated with each other. Yeah. But that's the existential, that's an atzmi, that's the inner supernal desire of Hashem within the mitzvah. So it comes out. Taka, when you're doing one mitzvah, you're involved in details of that mitzvah. But through that, you have a connection to the infinity in that mitzvah, which is the same in all mitzvahs. That's why you don't interrupt one mitzvah to go to another mitzvah. Just by the way, I'd like to point out, there's a other 19 with a star, which is really in the entire creation, you also have this. You have the fact that there's a ex nihilo, there's a something from nothing where Hashem creates. From the essence of Hashem, He creates reality, physical reality, materialism from spirituality. And that doesn't matter what it is, what atom, how the atoms are formed, whether it's atoms or, 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 or microbes, it doesn't matter. There's, there was nothing, in other words, only spirituality, only likus. Then Hashem created physical matter. And then there's all the details of the physical matter. The ten ma'amores and so on, right? The, the, all the details of creation. Interesting. Um, the, Rebbe, the, the Rebbe quotes here, Kuntus of the Rebbe Hashab, that says, explains, Kol havaya asa. Whatever Hashem wanted, He did. In other words, there's the inner aspect, which is, it's chafetz it's the will of Hashem to be a world. And that, there's no difference in all the details. Afterwards, there's details. This is just, um, I just want to point this out because this is one of the, what, what most of us never even get to, um, the underwater marine life, so to speak, the entire, the others the, the that are teeming with chidushim and life and hopefully one day somebody will, will you know, will, will do this and give an in-depth shurim what we see the Rebbe's unbelievable others. But here, just, we mentioned that there's a general creation, there's detail of creation. So the Rebbe throws in here, Lahoyer, that this pasuk that's brought to bring that out is Kolach Shechafetz Havaya Asa. That Loshan is in Tilim, chapter 135, Kutlamadei. Um, in Tera'er, even though he quotes that it's the, there's, there's the aspect of creation, which is it's the will of Hashem, it doesn't matter which detail about it, it's Hashem created something for nothing. He then brings Lama Yemro Hagoyim. He brings a continuation from chapter Tilim 115. The Rebbe doesn't say what we have to learn from this. The Rebbe's pointing it out. I'm sure the Rebbe wanted us to delve deeper and see what it tells us. But anyway, I'm just pointing it out because it grabbed my attention. I'm sharing it with you. So back to the, to the concept we just finished, Nezayin. <coughs> the mitzvahs also have the unlimited, the bleakful aspect. And that is the fact that they're at their nucleus, the Ratzin Hashem. Bleakful, Hashem's desire. Then there's the individual aspects, but that's the gvul. Similarly, says the Rebbe Neishchez, same way it is about the mitzvahs, the object, the cheft of the mitzvahs, similarly it is about the fulfillment of the mitzvahs through the yidin, the gavra. Even though the chiyu, the obligation of every mitzvah is taka, dependent on its particular time, there's limitations to it, but there's a constant obligation on a yid to be following Hashem instructions. Mitzvahs bichlalus, the generality of fulfilling the instruction of Hashem, I was created to serve my master at every moment. Every moment that a person is nivresi is in a state of being created, which is 
every moment of our reality. In other words, every moment of our existence is for one reason, for the tafkid and tachlis to serve Hashem. As we said, kizek kol ha'adam, the whole purpose of man is to fulfill, making a dwelling place to do the mitzvahs. If it's kol ha'adam, that means that there's something going on all the time. This has to be our underlying theme of our life. As to the extent that the Shulchan Aruch says, all your deeds have to be for the sake of heaven. With everything that you do, you have to know Hashem. There is a, there is a, a never-ending, an unlimited connection to Hashem in our activities, in, in, our, in, our, in our very being. Our being is about serving Hashem. So it's not an individual mitzvah, but the concept of we are commandees in the presence of a commander is ongoing. Ah, Tess says, according to all this, we'll understand the difference between the two gisois, the two shittas. Mitzad, the limited aspect of mitzvah, so they say, sorry, who has an unending aliyah singa? They didn't tell me the chachamim. But if you want to talk about the central theme of mitzvahs, the nucleus of mitzvahs, which is that they're unlimited, so all tzaddikim, even people that are just involved in good deeds and mitzvahs, also they have ein lemenucha. Depends which aspect you're looking at. However, this still requires an explanation in the Indian. Why? Yud. Because we explained, the rationale we explained back then at the beginning of Sikha, why Tamidei Chachamim don't have rest, not in this world, not in the next world, is because as the Arizal says, and we're going uh, to spell out a little more of the Arizal that wasn't quoted before, This is the depth of what it says in David HaMelech's Tehillim, in Barchi Nafshi. Man goes out to his work, and um, yeah, when he goes out of the world, I think he's saying he does what his work was in this world. It's an elam. In other words, lasik b'teira. He goes out of the world. He occupies in teira. But meshapal be'lamaza in the same work he did in this world. <coughs> when a person goes out of this world, yetsi tchila lepali goes first. To the work. In other words, to occupy himself in Teda and in, in what he was doing <coughs> in Elam Hazar. <coughs> and therefore, only Tamidei Chachamim don't have Menuchah in Elam Habawari. And in Gan Because in Gan Eden, where the person is, after he exits from this world, there... What can be do? He, there? He can continue doing the work he did in this world of learning Torah. But that only applies to Torah. It doesn't apply to mitzvahs. There's no mitzvahs in Gan Eden. Torah is studied on higher, higher, higher levels. In Gan Eden, there's also studied Torah, but not, there's, there's no fulfillment of mitzvahs in Gan Eden. I know it says that the mitzvahs are levushim for the, but that's the mitzvahs that were done here in this world. Up there, there's no mitzvahs. So if, though, if so, we don't understand. What does it mean that tzaddikim don't have any rest? Taka. The, the unending alias is also connected to mitzvahs. Because also in mitzvahs, there is the concept of believable of infinity. But how does that fit with what's taking place in Elam Haba, where there is no fulfillment of mitzvahs? It would, the Tamidei Chachamim works, because the Torah keeps on being unendingly elevated in Gan Eden. But what about mitzvahs? So the explanation is, he says the Rebbe, that the world Elam Haba has two explanations. One is that it's Gan Eden. It's called Elam Haba because it comes after these words. The world to come because it's not this world. It's after this world. The other explanation about what Elam Haba is, is Elam Atchia, the world of resurrection, of after the dead come back to life. 
So if so, we could say that when the girsa that says tzaddikim don't have rest in Elam Haba is dependent on on, um, on the two girsois. According to the girsa, the Talmidic Chacham don't have rest. That's because they're occupied in Teira, so that's only for Teira. So Elam Haba means even in Gan Eden. Talmidic Chacham don't have rest. Not in Elam Haba, not in Elam Hazan, Elam Haba. <coughs> there Elam Haba means in Gan Eden they don't have any rest. Because they're still studying Teira. According to the Gesetz, it said, Sadikim don't have menuch in Elam Haba. It's talking about Nadi Elam Haba, Gan Eden. It's talking about after the Tchia, after Tchia Samesim. And then there will be activity of mitzvahs. One second. Yud Aleph. You, you, you're going to ask right away, is there mitzvahs when the dead come back to life? First of all, two questions. First of all, Chazal tell us that mitzvahs betelis lasid love it. Mitzvahs will be canceled out in the world to come. The Alter Rebbe explains that's in Tchia Samesim. Two, it's explained in several places in Chesidus that the fact that it says Sadiqim Eilem Menucha and they keep on going, Sadiqim keep on going up ascent to ascent, it's also referencing Gan Eden. But Lassid, Lavi Mashiach comes, that's going to be a place where there's no ascent. There's going to be Menucha. She's going to be a day of Shabbos and rest even from the constant ascents. It's going to be such a high level, it's just constant bliss. So how can we say that according to Sadiqim, the Gives of Sadiqim Eilem Menucha, it's talking about Eilem Haba, well, we just, but A, there won't be mitzvahs in Tchis HaMesim. B, there's going to be a stage where it's just no more aliyahs. Here we're talking about constant ascent. So the explanation is that when we talk about the world of Tchia, about Tchis HaMesim, a very important fundamental rule that Rabbi teaches us, there's two Tkufis, there's two epochs, there's two eras. First era is the era which we all, every year, davens for. We say, may the Beis be revealed, there we will do the mitzvahs as your will, Hashem. That's when we're going to be able to fulfill all the mitzvahs in their proper way. And Mamela will also have the ascents that come through mitzvahs. Then there's a second era where there, there won't be any mitzvahs anymore. Mitzvahs betelis, whatever that means. Of the proofs of this is, says the Rebbe, we know that Chazal tell us that La'asid Lava, the Mashiach comes, Moshe and Aaron will be with us. And we're going to be offering up Karbonus. The context in which there's a Tesvis and there's a Gemara which speaks about Aaron and Moshe being with us, Moshe and Aaron being with us, and therefore they're going to tell us exactly what to do via via the Beis Hamikdash and Karbonus. That's, <laughs> Karbonus is mitzvahs. Especially the whole concept of Karbonus is about creating an ascent, bringing the chais of the behemoth from below, bringing it upwards. So that tells us that clearly that when Moshe and Aaron come back at the first stage of Tchis HaMesim, definitely there's a concept of mitzvahs and aliyahs. And therefore, when we say that mitzvahs betelis, mitzvahs will be cancelled, and there won't be, it'll be Shabbos and Menuchah, there'll only be rest, there won't be a sense, that's the next final stage of Tchisamas. One second, but we still don't understand. We said that Tamir Chachamein Le means they don't have any ascent. They pass from this world, they keep just going up. Ganeidin, they just keep going up. But if we're saying that the Tzaddikim only get their ascent in the Tchisamesim, so then there is an interruption. If the Chazal tells, Sadikim, it's saying, they don't have any rest. But if you're saying that there's a period before Tchis HaMesim, when they go through Gan Eden, where there, there is a rest, so how does that, how do we explain that? So they do have an interruption in the Menucha and the rest, in Gan Eden, because they have to wait for Tchis HaMesim, where there again, they're going to do mitzvahs. So the explanation is, we spoke before, that the doing of mitzvahs is only possible in Elam Hazel. The whole realm 
of mitzvahs can only be in this world. When you have a neshama, a goof. When the neshama is in Gan Eden without a body, it's not possible to talk about the Aved of mitzvahs. And therefore, when we talk about the Aved of tzaddikim, people that do mitzvahs, that this Aved can only be done with the neshama and body together. So when the body is not together with the neshama in Gan Eden, so the whole reality of mitzvahs is not in existence in terms of that neshama and guf. In other words, key fulfillment of mitzvah is connected and needs the connection of neshama and body. When the body isn't there anymore in an enlivened way, the body is not serving as a guf to his neshama, as a body to his neshama. So you can't also talk about time. And the neshamas, therefore, of the, of the people that did mitzvahs, they're not having an ascent there but that's not called an interruption because it's just like there's a vacuum. Time is suspended. When they get back, their bodies again, then they'll have an ongoing ascent. <clears throat> the Rebbe says, interesting, pointing out 41. This is why nobody ever has any svara to say that even if we say that the age of 13 is not got to do with the natural state of of a boy when he gets to 13, that he gets to maturity. But it's halach l'meshem isinai. It's a halachic concept. So therefore you could say that if somebody passed away, God forbid, when he was under bar mitzvah, and then Mashiach comes, and um, he stands up again, well, it's more than 13 years since he was born, so he right away becomes a, an obligated in mitzvah. No. He gets up, and he's still a, whatever, a pre-bar mitzvah boy. And he has to have time here in this world to progress to the level of 13. Not just because he has to naturally become 13. Because even halachically, time is suspended in that in, in, in context of mitzvahs. And therefore, an example says the Rebbe. What I just told you was from Hara 41. Now the Rebbe continues in the Pnim, on the inside of the Sikha. Example. The Rabbi Chavez says, it's not, you can't talk about an addition in time when the neshama is above. In other words, <coughs> when the neshama and body become separated, and then Shama goes up and on Eden. So there in its world, the whole time, the whole concept of time, the way it applies to the laws of Teda, doesn't have any application. Bracket says the Rebbe, even though there is a connection to time when it comes to schar of mitzvahs. Yeah. Study of Teda, as it's known about Chatzay Salayla in Gan Eden. And the Rebbe says, I'm sorry, I don't know exactly what that refers to, but apparently there's some kind of a, a greater... Um, Gilui revelation to the Shomaz Galadin at Chatzos. So you see, the time does have a connection, but not in terms of the obligation, not in terms of the mitzvah content context. In other words, so they're saying it's not an interruption. The fact that they that, that those that only did good deeds and now in Ganadin there's a cessation of their aveda which they will resume in Chizamezim. That time is suspended, and therefore it's not called being interrupted. So Maimir Chazal. Can be can be uh, can can thus be answered. Tzadikim elam enocha lebe elam hazer not in this world and not in the elam atchia. And the time in between, it's not called it's not called interruption. It's a suspension. It's like a vacuum. It's not counted. Says the Rebbe furthermore, Eidish lemon. Here's the word to the Rebbe Rashab. He said that the Rebbe is going to bring at the end of the sechah. The Rebbe Rashab, the volume of letters of Chav Cheshem, which always comes around now around Pashas Bayera, he writes in his Tzavo, which is printed in a kuntus called Chanech Lenar. He says as follows. You could also say, I'm just going to give you the, the, inter, the, the introduction, what he says before that. He quotes from Reish's Chachma, 
and help me understand this necklace. The Rebbe Shab says it says in the Chachma that children save their father. Why? One of the things it says is, um, where do you think the Mayor says it says honor your father and mother. Where do you think the Hashem's instruction is fulfilled more? In his palace or outside his palace? I would say in the presence of Hashem. Of course, his own mitzvahs are fulfilled with much more power. So if even outside his immediate palace, Hashem said, you have to honor your father and mother. So in the presence, in the paltering, in the palace of Melech, Melech, of Hashem, King of Kings, which is Gan Eden, how much more so? So if the children imagine that there are sons that are sitting with Sadikim, and their fathers, God forbid, are sitting with the Rishon because they didn't do good stuff in their life. That's no COVID. This quote from Rishon Shachem. Says the Friedrich, it comes out that by the children doing good deeds, they save their fathers and bring them in Kanadin. Yeshlema says the Rebbe, <clears throat> that this is, the Rebbe Rashab says, that this is, that the main thing that if a son saves his father from, from, from brings him into Gan Eden is when the son is stringent in Kibbut Ava'in. Why? That's why the male learned from the Paschal Sabicha. Because here's, here's the rationale. Because in Gan Eden is a payment of reward to the son for his good deeds. Now, if the fathers are God forbidding Gehenim, so the fact that the son is in Gan Eden will be even more denigrating to the father. And now, it, it, it's not fair for the son that through him being in Gan Eden. In other words, when, when there's a contrast, you're making it worse for the father. So the father landed up in Gan Eden. Okay. But now his son lands up in Gan Eden. Now they say, one second, you could have been like him. So the contrast is, is, makes even more busher for the father. So the son is coming into Gan Eden because he did Kibbut Ava'im. All his life he was careful about Kibbut Ava'im. Now he's coming in the presence of Hashem. His Kibbut Ava'im is bringing to embarrassment for his father, not letting him do the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im. So, therefore, by him coming to Gan Eden, he's actually doing the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im. Because now his father's going to be yanked out of the other place. I'm going to say it now, and then the Rebbe Shab goes, V'oid Yeshleimar even deeper. And here's what the Rebbe brings. From the Vayish Also we could say, Yudgim. <coughs> what is he right? According to what I heard from my fa- in the name of my father, says the Rebbe Shab, the Rebbe Marash, that by Tzadikim Gemurim, even in Gan Eden, there is the light of the Eir Ein Sof, the transcendent light, the light of Seven. The Fizei Yishleimar, this is the Rebbe quoting the Rebbe Shab, according to this we can say, that there is possible there's something like mitzvahs. Mitzvahs, we know, are related to the Seyvev Kolom, right? Just like, similar to the fact that that there'll be mitzvahs in the time to come. And this is, for example, the mitzvah that's done of the fact that he brings the fathers into Gan Eden. So if you imagine, the son is coming into Gan Eden and he's fulfilling the mitzvah of bringing his father into Gan Eden. So there is some concept of doing mitzvahs there, and there is the concept of the erasaviv. Erasaviv is what's connected to, right? Says the Rebbe in R. Forty-four. He brings look there in Chanei The Rebbe Rasha brings a raya that says in Gemara and Brachas, "Be Yeshvim ba'agula." 
that in Gan Eden they're sitting in a circle. Who cares if they're sitting in a circle? So the Rebbe says we can connect this with what the Chazal tells us in the end of Masech to say to Tainis that Hashem in the future will make a mochel, a dance, a round dance for Tzadikim. And he'll be sitting them in Gan Eden. What does that mean? The concept of a mochel is a circle. That's Sevev Kalam. So even though the Kutatoy is talking about, it says it's got, that's the revelation of Sevev Kalam, the way it's going to be when Mashiach comes, but the fact, um, a, there's, there's several positions what it means, Lassid Lavi. And as we said, there's an aspect which the future means anything that comes after this world. It could also mean Gan Eden. So in other words, we have this Chazal that tells us that Hashem makes a circle of Tzadik Gan Eden. It tells us there's a concept of Seviv in Gan Eden. Seviv is connected to doing mitzvahs. So there's a concept of doing mitzvahs also in Gan Eden. So we could say, Yeshleimar, um, so also, I'm going to skip the square brackets just for a second. According to this, we could say, also in Gan Eden, there is at least a concept, somewhat, of doing mitzvahs, which means that at least Tzadikim Gemurim don't have menucha. That wouldn't include everybody. Because the Rebbe Hashab said about Tzadikim Gemurim. People that are complete Tzadikim, they have an access to that level of Sevev Kalam in Gan Eden, as he gave an example where you can pull, you can do Kibbutz Aim in Gan Eden. And so therefore, there's actually Eilem Menucha, there's no rest, there's no interruption even from the, um, even in Gan Eden, to the essence. Now I'm going to go back to the square brackets. You could say that this is a pnimistic pirush, the inner pirush of what the Ramam says. The Ramam says, so said the Chachamim Harishainim. The early Chachamim said, there's no eating, drinking there. Tzadikim sit, and their crowns are on their heads, and they enjoy from the ray of the Shechina. So this tells us that there's no body. The Ramam says, the Ramam saying uh, that there's no body, but uh, 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 what does it mean? Ziva Shechina, they're not benefiting. Um, in other words, their whole benefit is only from the ray of light of Shechina. And this that they say, what does it mean that their crowns are on their head? It doesn't mean physical crowns. It means that they have this perception, das, that they know Hashem, and it's like for them like a crown, just like as Shleim HaMelech says, Torah she'itur so a Torah can mean like a, a, a crown, can mean knowledge. He's crowned with knowledge. So this is the extra knowledge we have in Gan Eden. And what does it mean? They can understand from the truth of Hashem, what they can't comprehend when they're in a dark and lowly body. Says that ever, we can say that the Kavona here is that in Gan Eden there's two things. There's the crowns. A crown is on top of the head. And it's makif. And that has to do with the, with the perception of Hashem that comes from the Eras Sevi which is Makif. And then there's the Nen in the benefiting from the Ray of the Shechina, what they understand intrinsically and internally. But that is their ascent, level after level, in the understanding of Teira, in a way, in a pneumistic way. So we've answered... So we've answered the, uh, the, the, the thing. There could be, there's Tadimik Chachamein Lemenucha and Tzadikim Lemenucha, as discussed at length.